Yo, what's up? Welcome back to the Stream of Nonsenseness podcast. It's your host, Harrison Cleasy, as I'm referring to myself as from now on. Um, we're back with another episode coming in from the dungeon. And today we've got a really nice guest with us. Adam, how you going? Good, man. How are you? I'm good. Uh, Adam is the owner of the business I work at and also my boss. So I'll be kissing his ass the whole time. <laughs> Just <laughs> best behavior. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, so uh, one thing I do... <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't be doing yeah. that. Fuck that. How are you, man? Good, good. What's been happening? Talk us through uh, the last eight years of your life. No, <laughs> uh, not a lot. Just working hard, man. That's good. I'm, I'm gonna I'm, my modeling breakthrough tomorrow. Oh yeah, you got yeah, your yeah, modeling. Yeah, yeah. What, what's what's that again? You're modeling for a chef. aprons. For aprons. aprons. <laughs> it's fucking beautiful. Yeah. What, but, are you nervous about it? Nah, no. Ah, uh, maybe. Yeah. It might get a bit awkward. Yeah. I don't, I don't have a very good fake smile. <laughs> So they might need someone there to just like prompt me, actually make me laugh. You need like, yeah. you know how... Um, I might bring you, man. Yeah, I should do you it. You just come and dance for me. I'll be like naked next to the camera. And <laughs> <laughs> you'll just be like tingling like... <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. I've, been, I've done modeling before. I showed you the photos. Yeah, yeah. I was 14. I um, did some actual runway modeling. So, you know, I can talk you through it. Yeah, um, man. Basically, Give me some tips. I don't have any tips. <laughs> <laughs> I made money off that. It's meant to be for charity, but they use my photos for something. So, you know, I'm a model as well, as well as the host of a ghetto podcast. Fucking triple threat, mate. Triple threat, quadruple, quintuple. <laughs> got many things. Um, anyway, we'll, um, what should we talk about? Let's talk about the business you own. Let's so talk sm- about the business. Small Axe Kitchen is yeah. the one. So when did you decide you wanted to own a business? A long time ago, man, it's always something I wanted to work towards. Yeah. And I sort of had a goal to try and do it by the time I was 30, but, you know, life gets You're in the way. You're 54 now. Yeah, so. 54 too. I got there eventually. <laughs> no, man, three years behind schedule. That's you know? good. So it's not too bad. No, that's good. But a couple of kids popped up and that's Damn it. Shit, Where did they know? come from? I don't you know. I don't that? know. I'm going to ask Kirsty. <laughs> <laughs> Where did these guys actually come from? <laughs> no, I mean, it was something that was always on the cards. Um, I didn't, you know, I'm a chef yeah. and I didn't really take my cooking that seriously until I realized I must have actually been pretty good at it one day because <laughs> well, people kept offering me jobs. Yeah, you know? that's pretty good. That's yeah. what you want. Well, you, 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 you take it seriously from the beginning though. You started with the apprenticeship and stuff like that, right? Yeah, I kind of just fell into it. I was a bit of a delinquent and, oh, really? you know, I wanted, wanted to leave school and my parents said to me, you're not leaving until you find something to do. And Damn I was it. already working as a dish pig and yeah. my boss there offered me an apprenticeship and fell into it and sort of had a break for a while and kept coming back to it and sort of getting burnt out and but kept, kept coming back for more. So one day I sort of said, you know, if I'm going to do this, I should start taking it a bit more seriously. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, it's kind of got sick of working for other people. I realised how much energy I was putting in and how little I was getting out, you know, long hours and yeah, yeah, that's the way. blood, sweat and tears. And I thought, you know, if, if this is what I'm going to do forever, well, not necessarily forever, but for, a long, for the long term. Yeah, yeah. I need to work towards something for, for me, you know. So it was something that I really, you know, wanted to work towards. So we eventually got there and Yeah. Um you know, we we put in a few applications for leases, but when you've never done it before, you don't really have a track record. Landlords are hesitant to give like to give shops to you. Catch twenty two eh? yeah, you gotta yeah. start somewhere but you're not allowed to. That's They're it. like, Don't apply till it's your second. <laughs> exactly. So we got lucky with this place, the site popped up and we put in an application and it was all, you know, just talk. And then all of a sudden we had a set of keys in our hands and 
Yeah. The dream was real. Yeah. It actually happened. Yeah, and that was nearly two years ago now. Um, That's crazy. Took us about 10 months to get the shop sort of ready to open. Yeah, and then... Um, yeah, and then bang. Yeah, the um, Small X Kitchen. It's Small X Kitchen, Brunswick, come, come see me. Um, it's Sicilian, all like Italian stuff. Mm. And you are of that ilk. Yeah, well, half of me anyway. <laughs> Which half? I don't know, maybe the waist down. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, we're gonna do a shout out to the alcohol we're drinking today. We're drinking Saint Cock Pale Ale. This yeah. is um, courtesy know. of our Small Axe Kitchen. Exactly. Uh, we, we took a slab, and we'll be finishing it by the end of the podcast. Um, we got oh yeah, the food. So all Italian food. Yeah. You've always been interested in Italian food, or yeah, I kind of it's kind of what inspired me. I guess I, I think you know going back to what I was saying before about sort of falling into cooking. I guess on some level I always enjoyed it. Mm. And sort of growing up You'd hope around so, my mum, my mum's food, you know, it's what I like to eat, and so it's kind of what I like to cook. And yeah. um, I think in Australia we kind of bastardise a lot of Everything. cultural food, you know. It's all turned <laughs> being turned into fast food. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And so what I wanted to do was sort of, you know, strip it back to what it really was, and just cook. Yeah. This. It's it, you know what we're doing is pretty simple stuff, but we're just kind of making it relevant to now and. And just cooking tasty, simple food. Yeah. And just drawing inspiration from from those old school recipes and and the nonnas, you know, and the peasants. Shout out, shout out to all the nonnas out there. That's all the nonnas listening. What? We're gonna we're gonna post this straight to your mum after this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if she'll know how to do it, man. Okay, that's alright. My yeah. parents will be listening. Hey yeah. dad, hey mum, how you going? Uh, you can't you can't respond obviously, but <laughs> <laughs> So has it, has it been owning a business? Is it like how you thought it would be? Yeah, it's challenging. Yeah. It's very challenging. Look, to be honest, the process of setting it up was, was really challenging. You know, there's... Like harder than you thought. Yeah, a lot harder. You know, there's just shit that you just don't even think about. You know, unless you've done it before, you just don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, you have to do that. I have to pay yeah. for that. Oh, yeah. you got to do that. Yeah. It was like the other day when... Um, I was like not snooping around, but I saw an open letter at work and then there was someone like um, saying, you can't play music unless you pay this fine. Yeah. And I was like, what? That's extortion. Yeah, you have to pay APRA fees to To, to play just music. listen to music. You yeah. can have the count, you can have all the speakers, but you still have to pay extra. You have to pay, mu- pay extra to APRA. That, I kind of don't have a problem with paying APRA. They they distribute that money to the artist. They oh actually, yeah, well that makes know, sense. Uh, I, I can't, especially in this day and age where music artists aren't making any money you know if they can get a little bit because we're playing their music in our shop and so be it they distribute that like 30 cents each yeah yeah (laughs) they're bowling but yeah a lot of money involved you know we we, there was probably fifty thousand dollars that just disappeared on nothing yeah permits and applications and bullshit well you're you're telling me that one time that you what is it you had to have someone do a certain like a contractor or something so you did everything and then paid them like thousands of dollars yeah. just to look at it and say like okay yeah twenty twenty two thousand dollars oh that sucks yeah. that's yeah. so raw dogs yeah so it was a it part was of the process a, yeah but it's fun you know i learned a lot and um I'd, I'd do it again tomorrow you know and, and going into it again yeah with a bit more knowledge and experience it'd be even even more fun you know yeah but then once, once now that we're open, it's kind of a bit more comfortable for me. It's yeah, you're not probably like not worried it's all going to fall down yeah. at any moment. Yeah, yeah. 
you know. You've got the history, nearly a year now, so. Yeah, and it's going really well. You know, we hit the ground running because we had no money left in the bank. The day we <laughs> opened like, the doors, like, oh, work. fuck, if we don't have some people in the door, <laughs> no one's getting paid this week. <laughs> Sorry. But, yeah, no, it's going really well. Really good feedback from all of our customers. Yeah, totally. Really good regular customer base. It's got really good crew, good really, staff. Really weird customers. Yeah, we do have some fucking... Shout out <laughs> And the crazy toast lady in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I saw her coming up the street this morning and I just put some toast in the toaster for her and she didn't even come in. <laughs> we've, got, we've got this woman who comes in. Like, she's... I don't know. She's, she's obviously, like, got a bit of something going on, but she's just waits at the bus out the front and then... She'll like glare at us for about 15 minutes and I'm on the coffee machine and I'm kind of like, oh, she's going to come in today. She's going to come in and then she'll walk in the door and she'll be like, toast. And we're like, okay, we'll get the toast. And then she'll go back out and wait for the bus. And then the bus will be coming. She's like, where's my toast? And we're like, well, I don't know, man, it's still cooking. <laughs> she's going to kill us all yeah, one she's day. She's never nice, like not even slightly nice. She's just kind of like, yeah, where's my toast? Where's my toast? <laughs> she'll go like wait by the window. Oh, she's scary, man. Yeah. She's and not Adam's like, just pull it out. Just, just give just, it to her, like whatever it is. Just give her the toast. Yeah, we're super stoked though, man. It's it's been heaps of fun. Yeah. And um, yeah, we're coming up to our first birthday. Yeah. You gonna do a birthday bash? Yeah, we have to. Yeah, totally. So we we plan to do like a, a sort of pre-launch, you know, housewarming type party before we open the space, just yeah. to get some good energy in there. You yeah, know? yeah. Some good but juju. it just it went so far over schedule that we just ran out of time. By the time the shop was clean and ready to go, we just had to open. So I'd like to. Have a have a bit of a bash. Prop, 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 yeah. Proper celebration. Yeah, first that's that's pretty unanimous with opening new places though. Like I remember when I was working at Code Black, there was a store. The North Melbourne store was was coming for about like two months. Everyone's yeah. like, this week. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, like this week. I'm yeah, like, yeah, whatever. But I mean, that you, once it's open, it's open. Like that, that's not something you should ever worry about. I think. Yeah. So you know, once, as long as people are fucking walking in and having fun. Yeah. Which they are. Yeah, I mean. I've enjoyed. I've, I've had heaps of fun there. It's a fucking good place. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bullshit. It's, it's been heaps of good. No, good it's times. been really fun, man. I think we've got a really good crew at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm really enjoying it for sure. Well, I think from working in the industry for so long, and so sort of, you learn a whole heap of like what not to do. Yeah. And I've learned how to. I guess I've learned how to create a fun workplace. You know, because like working in the, the kitchen, especially, is pretty high stress. Yeah. Crazy place most of the time, and. I realized quite a long time ago that being that angry, mm. nasty chef doesn't bring the best out in anyone. So no, if we totally. don't have a good time, we're going to work better. The customers are going to feel it and it, it's just better for everyone. Like if you, if you have that, if you have that kind of high stress, high, high demands, I mean, you do get results, I suppose, in a way, but then yeah. it's like you're living, everyone's living in fear. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like all that ever happens once the knockoff starts, everyone's like, yeah, fucking yeah. today was... That's like, it. And we, we, we have this approach to our business that obviously we, we need to make money. Yeah. But money is the kind, it's kind of secondary, you know. I was doing it anyway. You know, I've been in the industry for ages. Yeah. My wife's in the industry, you know, like, on a sort of different Yeah, it's like decades, level. right? Like, yeah, a long time, man. And, you know, my, our other business partner's been in it for a while. And so, so many people open places like this and just think they're going to serve up food and coffee and make money yeah, you know, yeah. That, that comes after you got to get all your ducks in a row if you see the foundations and you can build the, the exactly yeah. you need to have a good product you need to have a good atmosphere you need to have all of these things in place and then if you're lucky you might make some money at the end of it 
Yeah, right? it, it, it's like you got to have have the goal as um enjoying it because that's what yeah. you're doing. Because if if even if your goal was money, and then you get money, then what do you do? You're probably just like not even enjoying it yeah, to begin with. That's it. You know, yeah. Our main objective was to create a really cool space for people to come and enjoy what we do. You know. Yeah. And I think it, most most of our customers are pretty responsive. You know, they're getting it. You yeah. Know, and they're for coming sure. back. They're yeah. coming back. We have quite a few that sort of walk in and we go, what the fuck is this place? And I'm going... <laughs> yeah, you know. it's the people who want their armor milk and they kind of come yell yeah. at the breast and it's like, well, whatever. <laughs> it's <laughs> Just, not what we are, you know, yeah, and we totally. never set out to be that, you know, I don't, it's not what we do. And it's like, it's Brunswick as well. So you've got a good population of that. That's yeah. the, the, the super hipsters anyway. Yeah. So if you can find the, the gold ones anyway. You can't or you can't please everyone. You know, yeah. the minute you try and please everyone, you please no one. Yeah, you know? yeah So we're exactly. just going to stick to our guns and do what we do and just do it as best as we can. Um, so, uh, you're a virgin? My virgin? Yeah. I uh, don't think so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> your kids? <laughs> I did it twice. <laughs> twice? Twice. By just accident? Twice. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Just had to clear that up for yeah. all, the, all the folks listening. <laughs> Man, Spencer, your your son was running around today. He's been <laughs> such a menace. Did you oh, see the shit he was up to? Yeah, he was, was mental. <laughs> he, was, he was just screaming at me, then running over, then like yelling in my ear, like bam, 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 bam. Yeah, he's yeah, he's a funny boy. He's a very funny boy. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure I've had a bit of a, an influence. On it. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe a little bit. Uh, I think you and him are like on, uh, on the like same kin- kindred spirits. Yeah, man. I think so. I think I think me, me, you, and your son are all kind of like three parts of the same like triangle. Yeah. I can't wait till Spencer's like old. That trips me out. You know, when you see kids and you're like, one day I'm gonna have to conversation with you. Like yeah. you're gonna be old enough to be doing something. Yeah. That must be crazy. I it mean, I've, I've got I've got eight kids, so you know. Yeah. I, I know. Have you met any of no, them? No. <laughs> just spread the seed everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've just left them all over New Zealand. I had a realization the other day that Bryce, one of the boys who works in the kitchen with us, yeah, there's the same age, approximately the same age difference between him and I, as there is between him and Spencer. Oh really? Yeah. That's crazy. That's weird, isn't it? <laughs> and like, Bryce and I get along. Yeah, Great. like bros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, oh, that's nuts. Yeah, so in another, like, you know, fifteen or so years, yeah, it'll be, exactly. be yeah, the same. He'll be, he'll be my age, and Spencer will be his age now. And yeah, that shit's trippy. Would you ever work with your children if you like if they wanted to like grow up and be in the business? Yeah, I think so. It'd be hard though. Like, I've, I've worked in a family business before. It's kind of hard, eh? You don't don't want to mess around too many things. Like, pleasure at work is one thing. It's hard enough working, you know, being in business with your wife and a friend. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That that alone must be be, uh, complications. Yeah. But I think think they could work in the business, but you have to be harder on them than anyone else. Oh, totally. You You can't You can't have your kids working there and getting special treatment. No, yeah. They would just be, like, beaten up in in the locker rooms or something, you know? Yeah. It doesn't work. That'd be a nightmare. Yeah, and if they're gonna work in there, they'll start at the bottom like everyone else and yeah, scrub yeah, the dishes and hundred percent sweep the floors but... <laughs> and never progress. Yeah. <laughs> Forty years old, like yeah. still just taking the rubbish out. Yeah, they they could work there, but we'll we'll get them working young, man. Yeah, we'll get them in there. Stay How away, old were you but... when you started working? Ah, oh, pretty young, man. Yeah, I think I was about 12 or 13. 12? Yeah, 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 that's fucking young as hell. Yeah, I was working for a family friend washing dishes. It was the the summer holidays, the Christmas holidays between 
starting finishing primary school and oh, starting, starting high school. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah. Then Twelve or thirteen. Oh yeah, that's I was crazy. Just working that like one one afternoon a week. You getting money or were you just doing? Yeah, yeah, I was getting money. Oh yeah. What do you spend money on when you're 12? Just lollies. Oh, weed, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that was, that, that was a few, a few years later. Yeah. <laughs> probably skateboards. Yeah, probably. Like yeah. I think I had my first job when I was 14 or something. It's funny though, I even felt like I was like starting a bit late then, you know. Yeah. Dishing though, you always got to start dishing. Yeah, it's, I think it sets a good foundation, you know. Yeah, I think so, for sure. Know? Yeah, you're on the bottom of the food chain and you when you scrub your dishes. Yeah, yeah. But it's like you can have heaps of fun doing it. Like my first yeah. job my first one was fucking terrible. Second one was actually like I had all these like awesome just like conspiracy nuts, just like full on out there hilarious people. I'm just like, Wow, you guys are crazy. <laughs> yeah, it opens your eyes. Yeah, it? totally. Like they like set the seeds in my brain to like become what I am now. Yeah. I think it's it's the best way to start is down there washing dishes. Yeah. I definitely recommend it for like a first job. It's a good job, man. But I, I think there's also the whole thing of like once you start doing that, you kind of set down a path towards hospo and yeah. and chefing I and baristaing, so. which think might so. be what you're into, might not be what you're into. But I just kind uh, of there's worse things you could do. You know? Oh yeah, hundred percent. You could be a having a podcast <laughs> you could be sitting in a garage with doors propped up next to you drinking beers yeah, talking into a pot plant <laughs> don't touch my pot plant man it's good it's done me yeah, well it does the trick man yeah it's good that's that's the microphone set into a pot plant for anyone wondering and when, it, when, it, when you move the table it makes a crazy noise so you yeah. know yeah. hey this is like the start this is do like you, do you have any photos on your is where do you publish your what do you podcast mean? On, it's on SoundCloud. Facebook, yeah, it's a Facebook a, page. It's got a Facebook page. It's got a SoundCloud. Well, you need yeah. to post some photos of this. Just that? Yeah, so Not people me. can get some visuals. Oh, there's one on the Facebook. Is there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The real fans Sorry, would know. I, I, I should pay more attention. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have me like trying to link you in for like days. <laughs> I think I looked once, man. Yeah. yeah. Did you like what you saw? I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> you deleted, you threw your phone away and smashed it on the wall. Uh, to be honest, I'm not on facebook very much it's I not just, it's, like, i flick through it like, what is this shit yeah yeah it's not it's, you see some dumb shit i get angry i feel myself yeah. getting angry going through it but i'm still yeah. i'm still scrolling I'm like, oh. i just stay on there so all my single friends can send me you know videos of their sexual exploits you know, they live vicariously through my that's friends what, that's what mark zuckerman imagined when, yeah. he, when he set it up it's hopefully yeah. one day people can send through chicks fingering themselves to other people <laughs> and then i could just be yeah. sitting there happy oh, he made millions of dollars doing that shit, <laughs> yeah i don't know how that guy like i wonder what he's up to like obviously he's involved with facebook but he's like a bajillionaire like he's, yeah. he's probably sitting on so much money yeah. and he's just like sitting back while the world is like in his in his it's they're in the crazy. company you know once they're part of it they're in his company they're in like yeah. in his business he's just controlling the world right now true it's pretty nuts man when you think about he created it created something very big yeah i wonder if he realized what, how, you know what he'd actually nah no way no way people. you just think they'd be like oh yeah people can hang out but yeah. it's like and now there's like billions of dollars of corporations you know battling it out on it it's, it's yeah companies it's aren't advertising on tv and radio anymore no, it's Facebook's all where it's at. social media like it's it's literally like the the kind of heart of the of communicating the entire world social media like nothing anyone saw it coming eh? like five yeah. years ago people it's were just crazy like, yeah it's cool but it's whatever mm. but i guess once everyone had that like had that square yeah. in their pocket you can just there's a girl that comes into a shop all the time 
Are you, I don't know. I'm not going to bother trying to describe her to you. Because <laughs> I I'll point her out. Yeah, I'll point her out next <laughs> that time. That one! <laughs> but she's like fashion blogger. She has like however many tens of thousand followers. Yeah. And gave her a car a couple really? of weeks ago. And she just has to take a few photos of her and her Are you car. serious? Just yeah, so they gave her a car. Promotion. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. That's, that's living. That's yeah. living it right she there. She just gets free shit wherever she goes. A car. And a car. Like yeah. anything else, that's pretty boss. But a car, that's, that's yeah. like one step below like giving someone property, you know? Yeah. Man, that's influence right there. Yeah, and that's what they are. They're called influencers. You know, that's what that's their official title now. Yeah, is social media influencer. You know, maybe I'll be that one day. People one like, day. Remember they were recording in the garage, <laughs> and now he's getting cars left, yeah. right, and center. Just make sure you remember me then, man. You know? uh, who? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't think we've met. Forgetting you as we're talking. There's no chance. But like, also, if if that was your brand, is you know, your influencing that you're the stuff you've got to put out on a daily basis that's also like a pretty big restriction because you know you can't you can't be something that's unmarketable so you know i don't think it's like fully uh 100 what i'd want to be yeah but but well you job i guess your job never ends you know yeah you, yeah you totally just constantly living just living something you know, you're a living advertisement yeah you know? you've got to take photos of you this you got to post constantly you imagine and... hanging out with someone like that they're just like oh hold on i just gotta and yeah you gotta... it's so pretend man yeah, I was talking to my mate Jesse yesterday. He came into the shop. He's a wedding photographer. Yeah. And he did a massive wedding for some really wealthy people on the weekend. Mm. And they had seven videographers at the wedding and he was there to shoot still photos. So eight people. Eight did. people trying to capture this wedding. And that, he, he like said, like, these people, it was just... <laughs> There's only four people there. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was massive. They, had, they yeah, got married in, uh, along the Yarra near Crown and they had fireworks and they shut down the airspace around Jesus. Crown to have fireworks. And Wait, who was this? Who? Do you know my mate, Jesse? Jesse, yeah. yeah. He was in there yesterday. Yeah. One. It was his wedding. No, he shoots weddings. He's oh, a photographer. Okay, gotcha. So he was shooting the wedding. Uh -huh. So he was doing the still photography, trying to navigate around these yeah, videographers. Yeah. And he said, like, the, the video... <laughs> was amazing of course but they weren't in the moment they were so focused on getting the right shot and getting yeah, framing it and stuff yeah, like that, yeah, that, yeah. The, that there was no romance you know and he's like it was pretty spectacular but he's like dude i, I shoot really mostly shoot simple weddings uh, that are amazing and i feel like i'm a part of them and i yeah i feel the love but this wedding was just lost because that's, of the that's... fucking spectacle that these people tried to create and they'll be able to go back and watch this awesome video but there won't be the feelings associated with no. them. So what's the point? Yeah, no, that's it. It's better to have like a single Polaroid of like the happiest moment of your exactly, life. Exactly, dude. Yeah, exactly. And that's what it's meant to be, you know. It's yeah. Lost, and I think that's where we're headed. We, as long as we have these fucking phones in our hands. <laughs> yeah, and... I'm never gonna put mine down, man. Fuck. I'm oh, not... we're all guilty of yeah, it, man. Totally. Not, you know, I'm I'm the worst. But, <laughs> yeah, but it's it's it's. You gotta live in the moment. It's a difficult landscape man. to navigate. Yeah, mm. the whole like yeah what do we do like <laughs> where can we start though i'll be mm. like i'll put i'll never use facebook again it's like, okay well now you're just on your own and <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, you know what i hate while we're on that topic is yeah people that announce it on facebook that i'm <laughs> yeah, leaving fucking that's facebook the worst. yeah if you want to find me yeah. it's like uh i won't be here anymore yeah. like, just go just go exactly if you no feel one, that strongly about it, just go no one's no one's there clamoring for you yeah. there's a billion other people to fill that void that you've left 
Yeah, that's so fucking true. If you all right, public service announcement. If you're getting on Facebook, just do it. Yeah, no one just will do need, it. No one even notice. You'll yeah. notice. No one else will notice. Yeah, no one else gives a fuck, man. If you're gonna go, just go. It'll be a month down the line, and then you try and hit them up for a party, and they just oh, <laughs> the council segmented. Oh, whatever. Yeah, anyway. So I didn't come. Ah, true. Yeah. Anyway, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> fucking true, man. Yeah. All right, I want to do the uh, the item of the show. It's called uh, See These D's. So I want you to go over there to my CD collection. I want yeah. you to just look through it and choose one CD that might be like. It doesn't have to be your favorite, but just something that means a lot to you, like is just significant. Something in your life. that has significance. Yeah, some, something, something that's got me. a story to, and All then right. uh, we'll come back here and then we'll discuss. All right. All right. Okay, he's back. He's had a piss. He's ready. Ready to operate. What have you got? Talk, talk us through the albums. All right. We'll start with the first He's one. got a selection as well. He's uh, just... We're going to go in uh, a bit of a timeline, chronological order. Okay, so where do we begin? We're going to start with Cypress Hill, Black Sunday. Oh, good one. First one, yeah? The first one. Mm-hmm. So what year did this come out? I want to say 92. I'm going to assume 92. It was a long time ago, man. I was, ages. I was a kid. There was, this was, yeah, 93. 93, okay. So it would have been maybe, what, 11? Yeah. And this was... It was pretty influential, I think, for yeah. me. You it's know, a, I heard there was lot, yeah, there was lots of stuff on the radio, sort of you know, commercial hip hop at the time. And this was, I remember buying this CD and listening to it, and it was kind of dark and a lot different to all the other shit that I'd heard. Yeah, real gritty. Yeah, yeah. And B real doesn't sound like any other rapper as well. No, he's just like this whiny Mexican dude from uh, Los Angeles. I want to come in the band. You do a good impression. That's Thanks, good. man. I do impressions. <laughs> <laughs> Who else do you want? Give me a name. I'll do it. Uh, give me DMX. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway, uh, anyway, back to the album. Uh, yeah, it's just a fucking really killer album. It pretty just, much start to finish, it's just... It's pretty dark, man. And for an 11-year-old kid listening yeah. to that, <laughs> it was, it was pretty old. sort of eye-opening, you know? And it, yeah. it sort of, you know, opened my eyes to a whole new world, I think. Yeah, totally. You started gang-banging after that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm. Before that, I used to listen to a lot of like, family friends who had, who had older, older kids, and they thought it was really cool to make me mixtapes of their, like, 80s metal. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah, and so, like, my first sort of... A real musical influence There's lots of metal from the 80s and shit and yeah. Some of it's cool, I still listen to it But this sort of changed my world It's whole, it's like a whole different world from the yeah. 80s metal Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. I heard this and really liked it And like, yeah. And I guess that that's why I've chosen this album Because that sort of set the tone for my, my musical taste you know? yeah, going, exactly. through that, going through that wall of CDs Yeah It was, I pretty much chose all hip hop So it's the next one Next Probably uh, Wu Tang. Yep. Thirty six chambers. The first one. Yeah. So th- um, this was chosen by our last guest last week as well. So you know it's obviously a good album. I don't know if the critics agree. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a bomb. Yeah, it's so album. good, man. It, this sort of changed hip hop. This album. Yeah, hundred percent. There's no one doing hip hop like that before. It's just no. these, like eight dudes out of out yeah. of the you know the slums of New York. Yeah. Shaolin. Yeah, it was crazy. And I, I heard this, probably, I was probably a bit behind hearing this album. I, I heard the next album before I heard this and sort of listened to this retrospectively. But if Wu-Tang Forever was on the wall, I would have chosen that. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm yeah, sorry I don't yeah, have that one CD. You need to buy Wu-Tang Forever. I really do. Um, 
But yeah, just crazy album. Just really catchy songs. Still kind of dark and gritty. Yeah. But catchy as well, you know. That's like, true. It is a really catchy album. There's a yeah. lot you can kind of yeah. sing to yourself. It's lots you... of party tunes, you know. I guess I kind of Cypress Hills like that too, you know. There's a couple yeah. of catchy set of party tunes on there as well, but kind of it's still got some... Well, the good thing about the Wu-Tang as well is because there's so many people in it. You have so many different varieties of rapper. you got yeah. like... You know, like Method Man is just like a really good, like kind of cool rapper, mm. and you and you've got like Rizza coming through with these like super lyrical, like yeah. interesting stuff, and then you've got Old Dirty Bastard, and everyone's like, "What is this? Yeah. No one's heard this before." It's a guy going, hey, yo, hey, yo. <laughs> <laughs> "What? You can't do yeah. that on that album." Yeah. Rest in peace, ODB. That's it. And I can still listen to this album any day of the week. Oh, and, lo- and love it the same as I did the first time I heard it. Like, I said it uh, on the last podcast, but um. I, I heard it like you know when I was like sixteen or fifteen, oh fifteen fourteen. But listened to a lot of hip hop before that, and then heard that one, and then like that stuck with me. You know, it says something. Like yeah. it, was, it was a forerunner of stuff. But even after hearing other stuff, I still was like, this is the jam. Like, it changed one. shit, man. It was it's just so good. Yeah, like, they haven't topped it as well. It's yeah. like it's kind of that Nas effect of they you know coming out something so good that everything else is is good as well. But yeah. You, you, you can't surmount the first work. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you got next? Next, I'd have to say Prodigy, The Experience. Yeah, that's good. It's non, a non-hip-hop pick, which is yeah. rare in the show. Yeah. So I, I, 92, I, when this album was released, I didn't, I didn't know about it. Mm. I heard, listened to this retrospectively. Um, but this sort of opened my eyes to the world of electronic music. Yeah. And that's a whole other kettle of fish. (laughs) (laughs) I think it would have been maybe 96. Yeah. I went to the big day out and saw the the Prodigy just by chance. I didn't know who they were in the boiler room. Oh, you saw them live? Yeah, I saw them live. In the boiler room, yeah. In the boiler room. Before, it was like, would have been just before like Firestarter and shit came out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe a year before that, before it blew up. Because I remember they came the following year and played on the main stage and played all of those sort of songs. So That was like their time, eh? Yeah. 96 to 99, they were killing Yeah. So I think 96, I, I saw them live just by chance and that kind of rock my world like, what is this you yeah. know and uh, yeah just got it got really got into it and from there sort of discovered techno and jungle and drum yeah, and bass and stuff. trance and all of that it was kind of cool prodigy like doing doing the music they did was was like uh just electronic dance music it wasn't mm. like you know like breaking down into all these things like yeah. it was it was just like dance music you know yeah so bit. early days it was very heavily sort of jungle influence yeah yeah like just ravey as well yeah. you know that was their whole vibe yeah well that's what rave music was rave music was kind of happy hardcore jungle kind yeah of totally stuff, you know and it just sort of progressed from there but that that was my sort of introduction to electronica and I thank them for it. Thanks, thanks, Prodigy. Because <laughs> the next 10 years are kind of a write-off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just send that one straight yeah. back to... Yeah. I, I love Prodigy because they had a band member that was just a stage dancer. Yeah, he just danced. Leroy, he just danced. I wanted to be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Still can be, man. Yeah. It's not too late. Once yeah. this whole small axe thing blows over. That's it. I'm just going to be the dance guy. Just yeah. dancing <laughs> on stage. <laughs> that's not possible yeah. anymore. You can't have a dude part of a oh, band that's just so. a dancer. I don't know if it would work, would it? Nah. Prodigy made me so nostalgic for because they were really anti uh, the the they were anti anti the rave laws that came in because there was a whole lot of stuff in England where raves were made illegal and it was like 
you know that's why they had a compilation album called their law it was like fuck them and mm. their law and i was like you know listen to all these tunes and i'm like yeah i want to be part of this counterculture in england but i'm just over 14 years old yeah. in new zealand so yeah and well, we were lucky i was lucky enough to sort of catch the the end of it here yeah part, the, part of the way for sure yeah i was very far removed but yeah it, it seemed was, like a really influential time for for a lot of things going on for music for for them for the people kind of trying to rave as well it was cool it yeah. was really cool it was you know, I, I don't go to no, nightclubs and things anymore i'm pretty sort of out of touch with that sort of so, shit these so days after but, this we're going to nightclub. yeah we're gonna go out yes but the rave scene you know, in the late 90s was fucking cool yeah you know, i was still I was 16, 17. Yeah, peak time. And yeah, and, and caught the end of it, and it was just cool. It was, <laughs> it was just really cool. cool. The only thing you could the say. The drugs that. were good, the parties were good, the <laughs> vibes were good. There was no violence. There was no. I'm sure there was at some point, you know, there was probably some dark shit going on. But yeah, overall, obviously. You know, and then it, it, as I sort of got into my 20s, it just changed. It got a bit seedier and stuff yeah, like that. It yeah, got, it got seedy. The, the venues weren't as good you know they were cracking down on laws you, you, you couldn't just throw parties wherever you wanted to anymore yeah if i mean you, it's obviously trying to be safer but if yeah you, know, you need safety when you've got good vibes well that's it <laughs> you know that the place you know, it was that safe that my parents let me go to to a rave well, at 16 yeah. and I, I i convinced them that it was okay for me to go that's how cool it was you know <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, took lots of ecstasy, in it, but I came home safe. You <laughs> yeah, know? exactly. Was, you know, if that's the worst thing a sixteen-year-old kid's gonna go and do is take a pill and go and dance all night, fuck, let them do it. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, was that is that that was all of it? Prodigy. Yeah. One more. One Eminem. More. Eminem. Eminem. Marshall Mathers EP. That's a firsty. First yeah. one. Numero uno. Yeah. Uh, just really cool album. I think maybe probably a big call saying it was as influential as Wu-Tang or Cypress Hill but it was very very influential album Eminem kind of I don't know opened people's eyes again a little bit to you know he rocked the boat yeah he rocked the boat a lot of people didn't get what he was trying to do and took him very literally yeah but he was just taking the piss yeah, and he's 100%. a really good lyricist, you know. He's really. No, he's fucking... out of control. I think he's still like, you know, back then, bar for bar, like one of the best rappers, like yeah. kicking it, like unbelievable. We listen to some of that stuff now. Even Infinite, you know, the one before that yeah. was. Pardon me, that's unreal. Like that's such a good just display of prowess. Like yeah. he's rapping on that whole thing, and through this one, it just it just gets a bit, uh, you know, not serious in time, so you kind of don't take it as seriously, but um yeah Eminem was incredible back then I used to work with a dude back at one of my dishy jobs and he was just saying like yeah man white people rapping wasn't a thing and then Eminem came and yeah. added a thing I'm like that's got to be something like that's got to be something for yeah. sure uh, yeah he killed it he was really good really clever MC really gifted talented dude uh, yeah it, it, it's just a, another really catchy album too you know it's oh, one thing to, to you know to produce an album but what to be able to write song after song after song that just gets stuck in your head yeah i've still got bits from like um um those old songs like this can't be so it's just me i'm yeah. just a skin like yeah. you know all that stuff stuck in my head like years you know like and he sold i think he's one of the highest selling hip-hop artists of all time yeah. i think if not the highest like sold a lot of records all his albums like you know a million five million ten million 
and he had skits on his album where he would graphically murder his ex, yeah. like his wife. Like, what? And he copped so much flack for it. Oh, totally. And, and it probably worked in his favour too, because I, I so. guess any publicity is good publicity. Yeah. Well, he's a scapegoat for all of like what was going wrong with the youth for a good like massive portion of time. You know, mm. all you had to say was like, "Oh, it's Eminem's fault." Yeah. And like that's unreal. Like the amount of stress to put on someone for that as well. Like I'm surprised he's still okay. I mean, obviously yeah. he wasn't for a while, but like, you know, good on him. Yeah, he's getting on, man. It's funny you see photos of him. He's like, he's looking old, hey? Looking real old. You never thought it was possible. No. He had the face of just like a twelve-year-old permanently, and then suddenly he's like sixty now. You know, yeah. What? <laughs> and I think that's where my musical progression just stopped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he got I, to Eminem. I haven't evolved since. That's good. That's all you need. Once you got yeah. Eminem, you could just write the rest off. No, I listen to lots of different shit these days, but not a lot of. To be honest, I don't listen to a lot of new music. Yeah, there's very few new artists that sort of, you know, catch my attention. It's getting yeah, it's getting pretty with the new stuff that's coming out these days. It's getting like to the point again where everyone's like these fucking kids. Mm. Like it wasn't like that for a while. I feel like the hot hip hop artists five years ago were kind of all all age groups, but now there's like it's very a certain style that only caters to you know people who really like that stuff yeah which is fine i mean there's nothing wrong with the new stuff happening like that's totally cool maybe it just means i'm getting old yeah but mm. i mean if, you know that's cool you've gotten enough albums that you yeah. like you don't need to have to love all of them i'll listen to wu-tang forever yeah exactly. forever. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful it's a beautiful thing to say i reckon on that beautiful note we're gonna end this show thanks so much for tuning in thanks adam for joining us pleasure this man. stream of nonsenseness as always, I'll catch you next time with another hot stream, another hot rope shot at you. Bye. See you next time.